Well, I'm excited to be talking with Sue Moore of Forgiven Much Ministries. She has a passion for seeing people find freedom in Christ from the things that have weighed them down, particularly sexual sins and uh, addictions. So good morning, Sue. How are you? Good morning, Tabby. I am fabulous. Thank you so much for having the ministry on again. Well, we love having you on. We know that this is an important issue in our culture today. We know that pornography is a is a billion, multi-billion dollar business in the world. Uh, so many people are struggling with that. People are struggling with even just uh, fidelity, promiscuity, um, just trying to figure this out. We live in a highly sexual culture and um, the people of God live in this culture too and continue to struggle. So tell us, what is your ministry doing to kind of help with this issue? You know, predominantly Forgiven Much Ministries is a, um, an educator. I, we equip individuals so they have an understanding of the origins of these behaviors and how to view this through the biblical lens and what Jesus does for us to recover the eyesight of those who are blind so we can see ourselves and our identity in him. Uh, so that's primary um, what the call of the ministry is. But there are so many tentacles uh, around our sexuality and honestly, you, you cannot separate sexuality and spirituality. So this is very, they're very much intertwined. And so that, that actually you know, speaks into the God's Design for Sexual Intimacy workshop that we do, sexual development. And then, of course, the Identity Agreement uh, workshop that I had just mentioned. The, what we are seeing in our culture, just the, uh, gosh, the onslaught, the sexual invasion, mm-hmm. if you will, uh, that you can't you can't turn away from it. It seems that it's no matter where you look, even if it's you know on the, in the media, if it's you know on the street corner, if mm. it's online, it's right there in front of your face. I'm telling you, it really takes. Uh, really stand before the Father to 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 stay clean in your thoughts, because like you said, you could be thinking of something else, and something will come across your your eye gate there, and 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 you didn't even expect it. And so the enemy is is busy in this area for sure. One of the things you've been doing in our um, area are workshops, and you meet at a coffee house. Tell us about that. Yeah, Cadence Coffee downtown on on Seventh. Uh, we meet on the. It's called the Second Tuesday Workshops. Uh, so at six thirty on the second Tuesday of every month, we've been rotating through two workshops thus far. Uh, God's design for sexual intimacy, and the response was great. And you know, in respect, I got to just give praise to the Lord because we're dealing about with sexuality, and people are very hungry for the information. But there is so much. Um, shame and trepidation in regarding to, oh gosh, do I want to step into this arena and, you know, make myself known and ask questions and, but they are, I mean, the the numbers were slow and trickling to start, and it could be an audience of anywhere from two to 20. And and I am there for just whoever the Lord raises up. So there are people within the audience and listening right now that they are curious to know what they can do for their kids, what they can do for their grandkids, what can they do for their family to help educate and to maneuver through this cesspool that we live in, that if we're not careful, we get overwhelmed and overstimulated and blindsided. And and before we know, we've lost some of the reins that God has given to us to raise up men and women who are going to be strong in their understanding of biblical sexuality. But you want to know something, Tabby? I heard from a 13-year-old who came with her mother Hmm. a couple months ago to the workshop on God's design for sexual intimacy. And she somewhat came reluctantly. Her mom had been doing the work, or I guess both parents doing the work on teaching about purity. And she was the youngest, I think, of maybe four kids. And so she was 
coming because mom told her to, and she wasn't expecting too much, but the young lady was weeping at the end of it um, mm. because she understood the why behind the purity message wow. and how God designed it. And so what is so what's been so rich is the, you know, science confirms scripture and we can marry what science is showing about the way God has designed us neurologically for our eye gates to be to the one and only spouse. And so that's reinforced of the euphoric recall and the arousal for the spouse. But if we open the eye gates to, to others, then all of those uh, come in, and there is a competition in the in the amygdala, if you will, in, in the limbic system mm-hmm. for the one and only. And so God's design isn't because He's a killjoy. My, my, I say this in my workshops today. He is pro joy. He is so much wanting to give you parameters to say, no, this is worth protecting. And so this young lady, when she came through it, and she she just was weeping and in, in, in a good weep of going, I, I had no idea what God designed, the, how great and how intense the pleasure is that he designed for sexual intimacy and how even that relationship mirrors our intimacy with God. And, and it's all going and discovering the word yada, which is one of my favorite words, knowing and becoming known. And we've got to understand how God designed the sexual intimacy between man and wife and how that mirrors our relationship to him. And that's what, you know, Paul talks about in Ephesians 5 of, of the, you know, the relationship of Christ and his bride. And it's just a beautiful thing to start the conversation. But gosh, Toppy, we have to get this conversation started. So that's why I tapped you guys again and said, okay, we need to get this start again. Summer's over. <laughs> get the focus back on. Time okay, to talk. What's important. And yeah, let's let's come into these workshops and you know and I have some of these parents and well there's not only parents, there's singles and young married parents and teens now of course, but they're coming repeatedly because there's a there's a fair amount of information and and in order to to get it to sink in and and some of these are just so beautifully carrying the baton. They're taking the message back to their sphere of influence, their family, they're bringing their husbands, they're bringing their kids, then they bring their neighbors, then they they're sending I had one come this last month who said, you know, this month a couple uh, last week she says, I sent 20 text messages out. If it weren't for baseball, <laughs> then the things that are competing for time, she said, we'd have a, a room full of people. But it's that kind of a warrior, if you will. I, wow. I, and I, I kind of consider myself a watchman on the wall. Uh-huh. Uh, Bobby, there are some, you know, I want to mention something. Um, and it's, it's serious in the respect of our culture. And, you know, we were talking before going on air about statistics, and, and the statistics haven't improved any, and I don't think we're going to be surprised in, in that. You know, you've got men at the rate of 63% of 18 to 30-year-olds are viewing porn several times a week. Mm-hmm. And then you've got 77% of 31 to 49 who are looking at porn at least three times a month at work. Now, mm-hmm. that's a risky business. And then 35% of men have had an extramarital affair. Now, we switch this to females, and we think, oh, yeah, but not so much. Well, 76% of 18 to 30-year-olds admitted to watching porn at least at least once per month. That's females. And 21% of the same age range, 18 to 30, were viewing porn several times a week. And then 25% of women watch porn at least once per month. So what does this have to do with, you know, I guess, yeah, of course, sexual addiction and sexual behaviors in this onslaught, this cesspool is, is what I call it of our culture that has normalized um, um, objectifying others for our own personal gain. I want to add uh, this one this tidbit of information. Um, and this we may have to come back to, but it is an article that CBN put out last month in July, and it's called Top U.S. Psychology Group Pushes Polymory. 
sex with no boundaries. And this is the American Psychological Association that oversees all licensures for Christian and secular counselors in the U.S. So you you put your practice in jeopardy if you don't adhere to this. And this is what they've done. Mm -hmm. The ADA, the task force on what it calls is consensual non-monogamy. So it has opened up the the floodgates on open relationships, group sexual relationships, swinging, and and all manner of things. Okay. So this is becoming more normalized. And the Christians have to be prepared for this coming, and they have to educate their kids. So they've got to get these conversations started. Oh, so sorry to jump in here, Sue. We're out of time, but what you're saying is so important. This this is something we need to know about. We need to be in education. If you want to find out more about Forgiven Much Ministries and, and to be able to come out to these workshops and, and learn, please go to our Facebook page. We'll have information posted there. We'll have uh, parts of this interview posted as well so that you can find out how you can stay the tide that is happening in our culture. Sue, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Your passion is evident, and we thank you for your work in our in our region. Oh, God bless you. Glad to do it. Thank you for having me.